Welcome to the Help Podcast with your friend, Dr. Nasik. That's me, giving you health-enhancing lifestyle practices. That's what help is all about. That's the type of help that I'm going to provide you. That's the type of help that I would like for you to receive and for you to share with others because we are all friends and friends should help each other. Again, as mentioned in the introduction to this podcast, it is going to be based upon the principles of holistic health and healing and natural medicine. We discuss the six principles that guides the philosophy of natural medicine, and those principles will be very salient in each subsequent episode of this podcast. This first podcast is going to be centered around nutrition. Why, you ask? Well, simply because nutrition is the foundation of health. Nutrition, as defined, is nourishment. And in the original Latin word or Latin meaning of the word, nutrition is to provide food or to feed, is to nurse, is to support, is to preserve. That is the foundational understanding of what nutrition is. And because this is a holistic learning experience, we should understand that there are different types of nutrition. All are equal and all are very much needed. There's a physical nourishment that we need. There is a mental nourishment that we need. There is a spiritual nourishment that we need. There are emotional nourishments that we need. So those type of nourishments are going to help keep us balanced. And that is what we should strive for in a holistic lifestyle, balance. Nutrition is very important. Nutrition is comes in the form of uh, vitamins or vital minerals and minerals, amino acids, enzymes, hormones, which are pretty much the same thing. But when they have a different action in the body, we call them different things. Um, an enzyme is a hormone. A hormone is a mineral. But when they have different actions in the body, we call them by different names. Um, they come in different proportions, different ratios, like your elements. They come in different um, ratios, proportions, and they affect each part of the body a little differently, but all are needed. From a physical standpoint, how do we get nutrition? Well, we get it from what we call food. But the thing is, we have to make sure that we are getting the optimal type of nutrition, the nutrition that is most compatible with the body, nutrition in which the body is calibrated to receive. We mentioned in the introduction of this podcast when quoting the late Martin Luther King Jr. that it is not the quality of life, but it is the, well, it's not the quantity of life that matters. It is the quality of life that matters. And that is the same with nutrition. It is not the quantity of nutrition or the quantity of foods that you eat, but it is the quality of the foods that we ingest and that we digest. 
And that is the basis of what we're talking about today. Um, without the proper nutrition, that it creates the environment for all of the diseases that we see in the world today. And dis-ease is simply that when the mind, the body, and the spirit are not at ease with each other, they are at dis-ease. They are in disharmony with each other. And different expressions of that disharmony begins to manifest itself, and we call those diseases or illnesses. But the foundation, according to, again, the original Latin understanding of this word is to preserve the proper nutrition will preserve your wellness. And if for any reason you are at dis-ease, the proper nutrition will begin to nurse those ailments and bring you back to a point of wellness. So proper nutrition is very important. Um, I know a lot of you in the audience or some of you, maybe a lot of you in the audience, um, read the Bible or other religious texts. And the older these ancient texts are, you will see that the prophets, the religious scholars of those particular religions typically relied on a more vegetarian to plant based type of nutritional regimen in which they receive their nourishment or their nutrition. Even in the Bible, we see that in the Genesis creation, the first chapter, approximately the 29th verse, it talks about all manner of plant life being grown from the ground, fruits that had seeds in them, and that reproduce themselves through seeds were the proper nutrition for us to have. We see that the body was calibrated for that type of a diet. Every herb bearing seed that was upon the face of all of the earth, plant life was made for our bodies to receive. And that holds true if you continue to peruse uh, different parts of the Bible, whether it be the book of Daniel, the book of Ezekiel, the book of Revelations. We see that when it talked about optimal nutrition, it was more closely aligned with plant life, vegetarianism, uh, veganism, those type of nutritional modalities. So it is very important um, for us to eat as close to nature as possible. So let's go through uh, some of these things. When we're eating what we call vegetables, vegetation that is eaten at a table, that's vegetable. We want to eat them as close to nature as possible, which means not really cooked or maybe lightly steamed because the more cooking that you do, the more heat that is applied to foods, the more nutrients are lost in that process. And the minerals become more coarse to the body and hard to digest. And sometimes the coarseness of those minerals 
can cause um, scars or scrapes along the intestinal walls, which is never a good thing, especially as that accumulates. But the moisture is also lost from the foods as well. Foods should contain water. Water is the centerpiece of life. Water is also a food. A lot of times we are taught not to look at water as a food. We look at water separately from food. But water is a food. It's just a food that you happen to drink. It's composed of hydrogen and oxygen, and these elements are two completely different elements. But when they are brought together, they make what is called water. And that is what I was alluding to earlier when I was talking about the hormones and the enzymes and the amino acids and all of these different elements. They come together to for a specific purpose to make what we call food and nutrition. But the closer that we eat food to its raw form, its raw nature, the more bioavailability that we have, which means that the more the body is able to use these minerals and these vitamins and these amino acids and these enzymes in the way that they are intended to help preserve the body. They bring nourishment to the cells. Cells, there's over trillions of cells in the human body. And each cell is designed to bring life to the body. Cells makes tissues. Tissues make muscles. Organs, glands are made. Organs are made. Organ systems are made. But it all starts with that very tiny cell. And each cell in the body needs the proper nourishment in order to build this thing that we call the human body, to protect this thing that we call the human body, to preserve it, to energize it, and to protect it. So food is very, very important, especially more plant-based types of foods. When eating food, you don't want the digestive system to be hampered you want the digestive system to be able to work properly so for instance we have bodybuilders we have people who do crossfit weight training um, all types of different exercise modalities to be able to either grow or tone the exterior muscles. So the internal muscles also have to be exercised. And the only way to exercise the internal muscles is with what we call fiber, fibrous foods. They help to massage the intestines, to tone the intestines, to um, help keep the shape of the um internal muscles but fibrous foods on a whole scale are found in plant-based types of food so you know that's why it's very important to eat closer to nature that vegetation what also becomes important in nutrition 
is proper food combining. Not every type of food goes with each other. Right now, we're just talking from a scientific standpoint. If we were talking from a societal standpoint, then people just tend to eat whatever's on the plate. You know, we'll eat, especially for Thanksgiving that just passed. Uh, we'll eat the turkey, the macaroni and cheese, butter rolls, greens, ham hocks, green bean casserole, stovetop stuffing, whatever it is that you make. You know, we tend we'll tend to um, combine these things all in one. And although they may taste very good to some people, what it still does to the body can have enormous effects, which causes or can cause the environment for that diseasement that we talked about earlier. So keep in mind that the human body is it's a very simple machine um, in the in the long run. It has complexities to it, but it is made easy or simple by eating properly. Um, as far as signals are concerned, the body sends one signal at a time. Okay, We see out of one eye at a time. Although the signals are switched back and forth so fast, it gives the illusion that we're seeing out of both eyes at the same time that is physiologically impossible we can't hear out of both ears at the same time that is physiologically impossible we cannot breathe in and breathe out at the same time a woman cannot be pregnant and not pregnant at the same time you can't be sleeping awake at the same time the body deals in signals the same holds true when it comes to digestion uh, when you chew the food and again, we should chew food until it's a liquid before we swallow it. We want to thoroughly masticate the food. Masticate means to chew. And when we do that, masticate the food, it creates enzymes. There's a gland called the parotid gland that releases enzymes, releases a signal to the digestive system to begin to produce enzymes to break down a particular type of food. It's sort of like... The food is on a conveyor belt and each thing, each item has been coated or will be coated with a particular type of enzyme to break down that food. The issue is that different foods require different enzymatic processes to break down those foods and the body is only going to do one of those at a time. There is a different enzymatic process required to break down protein than there is to break down starches. So physiologically, it is not good for us to consume starches and proteins at the same time because only one of them are going to be broken down properly. Okay? So now, if we were to consume proteins and starches at the same time, which we would probably call a hamburger, right? The bread is starch. The meat, the patty is a protein. And the cheese is god awful. Okay, that's just my opinion, but I understand. Now, <laughs> what what happens though is that 
there is a decision that the body has to make. Am I going to break down this starch or am I going to break down this protein? Uh, more than likely, it's probably going to break down the starch first because it takes it's easier to burn up that starch. But what happens is that the protein begins to sit in the system undigested and it causes it to rot. Where proteins rot and fats putrefy in the system when undigested. And that's where we get a lot of what we call body odor, um, bad breath, um, you know, um, skin diseases, all of these things, because the body is always trying to eliminate waste. But if there's a backage, a backage, a blockage in the digestive system or the gut, then that causes, again, the environment for all of these diseases to occur. So one of the proper ways to eat food combining is that if you're going to eat starches or carbohydrates which is what we should be consuming carbohydrates then it is best to eat that with green leafy vegetables if we're going to eat proteins then we should eat those proteins with green leafy vegetables the green leafy vegetable becomes the buffer okay for these two different type of food types and allows for proper food combining but the starches and the proteins should never mix. Vegetables have an effect of stabilizing the body where fruits have the effect of cleansing the body. Fruits and vegetables should not be eaten at the same time. Again, they require two different enzymatic processes. And if we combine them, then the body has to make a choice. One is going to be digested. The other is not. And that is going to contribute to dis-ease. So we want to eat fruits with fruits. We want to eat vegetables with vegetables. We want to eat starches with green leafy vegetables. We want to eat proteins with green leafy vegetables. Um, what are green leafy vegetables? They can include um, spinach. They can include kale greens, collard greens, mustard greens, uh, lettuce, romaine lettuce, you know, um, these different types of foods can be combined to go together. OK. Um, as far as sweet fruits should not be mixed with um, acid fruits and melons of all sorts should be eaten by themselves. So honeydew should be eaten by itself. A cantaloupe should be eaten by itself. OK. And allow for the proper digestive time before we eat another food. Um, ideally, it should take about three to four hours to digest food for the food to leave the stomach before we start consuming another meal. That's another thing. When we don't allow the proper transient time for food to enter the mouths, enter the stomach, leave the stomach, go into the small and large intestines, we don't allow that time then that begins to affect the digestive system as well. It affects that enzymatic process because while the body's trying to break down breakfast that we just ate at, let's say, 10 o'clock, and then we turn around at 11, 12 o'clock and eat a different type of food, then the body is trying to break that food down now, and the food that it was working on doesn't get fully digested, right? So... When that happens, we're not receiving the proper nutrients from the food. 
And again, we need nutrients to live. We need nutrients that bring energy. We need energy, uh, food to provide nourishment, to provide nursing, to provide support, to provide preservation of the system and protection for the system. So it becomes very important that we know how to eat properly. And there's also a circadian rhythm that the body has established and it establishes this rhythm before we're even born. Once we're still in uh, the mother's uterus and inside of the amniotic fluid, we still have this um, circadian rhythm that has been established, which means that there are certain times that the body is prepared to eat certain times that the body is prepared to absorb and assimilate the nutrients that it has received. And then there's a certain time that the body is trying to cleanse. And once we are born, that rhythm doesn't stop. Even though we may do have different lifestyles, um, eat at different times, that is of no consequence to the natural rhythm of the body. So let's say um, ideally between 11 a.m., and 7 p.m., give or take, the body is in what is called the alimentation phase. Uh, alimentation simply means to eat. That's when the body is ready for nourishment. Your heaviest meal should be at lunchtime because you have all day to uh, process that. But the body is ready to eat during that time. Okay, and that's when you should be eating, you should be exercising, proper food combining, uh, you should be drinking water properly. And again, also with water, um, you don't want to drink until at least one hour after you've, you've eaten. You don't want to eat and drink at the same time either. That's a part of proper food combining because the enzymatic process that I was mentioning when you chew the food and the food should have water in it anyway. But when you chew the food and you're drinking an excess amount of water than what's naturally in the food, it dilutes and weakens those enzymes. And it sends a signal to the brain and to the gut not to release certain enzymes because it feels as though it is already there and it's not. And that results in undigested food. Nevertheless, between 11 and 7, give or take, is when you should be eating from about 7 p.m. to 4 a.m., the body is, is what is called the assimilation phase. So all of the nutrients that has been received throughout the day, the body is taking those nutrients and putting them where they need to be in the body for reserves, for repair. Um, if the you know if vitamin A is needed in the pancreas, if vitamin B12 is needed in the brain, if pantothenic acid is needed for the liver, um, whatever the source of need is, the body is assimilating these nutrients to build them. And this usually happens while you're asleep. That's why you see babies grow in their sleep. You know, everybody grows in their sleep. We heal in our sleep. A lot of people, times when people are sick, they're tired because the body is trying to put you into that state so that it can heal. So that is the natural rhythm of the body. And then from approximately 4 a.m. to 11 a.m., the body is in what's the, called the cleansing phase. This is when um, the body is cleaning the skin of the glands, the skin of the organs, flushing out the cells. This is when the sulfur 
that um, is in the body begins to go up the uh, cerebral spinal column and flushes out the brain. We call that the glymphatic nervous system. And it literally is like a plumbing mechanism that drains the brain of toxins and impurities. And this only happens when you get about six hours of sleep at least. Okay. And so the body is in this cleansing phase. And so, you know, when we wake up, you see that you typically have to use the restroom, you know, whether it's to urinate or to defecate or whatever the situation is, the body is trying to cleanse. And this is important because we want to take the path of least resistance and assist the body in what it's naturally trying to do. So when we wake up in the morning, let's say you wake up at six, seven, eight in the morning, the last thing that you want to do is eat a big meal. I know a lot of times in conventional society, we've been taught that breakfast should be the biggest meal, breakfast for champions. Well, a good breakfast for champions would be water because we know that water is a cleansing mechanism. Water is great for cleansing. So we should be drinking like two glasses of water, at least room temperature water to help help it flush. And it'd be great too to put um, a key lime lemon or key lime or lemon in that water so that it can help the liver because the liver is a part of this detoxification process, this cleansing process. So we want to help to stimulate and to promote that cleansing that the liver is naturally trying to do. So uh, you don't really want to eat a lot during breakfast. And if you feel that you must eat, you know, I would recommend eating some fruit that has a high content of water, such as a watermelon or an apple or a pear. You know, these things that have water in them and that are helping to cleanse the body, helping the body to do what it's trying to do. We don't want to um, be counteractive to the actions of the body. Okay, so that's very important. And as I mentioned earlier, the importance of water as a nutrient, um, water is the foundation of life. Okay, all the cells contain water, all the glands contain water, right? We need water to survive. Water gives substance, shape, and conductivity to your cells. It lubricates the body, the joints, the skins, the organs. It is necessary for regular digestion, and it also helps in the regulation of your body temperature. Simply put, you cannot get enough of pure water. So we want to drink water throughout the day in ample supplies. And I usually mention between 8 to 10 glasses of water before, and that's throughout the course of a day. This should suffice, especially if the glasses are tall, 8 to 10 ounces or more in size. But remember that you're doing more than just drinking unless you're cleansing or fasting. So most likely if you're eating clean, organic fruits and vegetables, which are best eaten raw, then that's going to help you out. If you must cook your vegetables, then you want to do this with caution. And steaming is usually one of the least denurturing methods that you can use. Now, like I mentioned, you get water from fresh fruit, fresh vegetables. So do this properly each day. You will get the body's proper amount of nutrition 
or H2O if you keep all of this in mind. And with anything, yes, overindulgence of water can be a bad thing. Too much of anything can be can be a bad thing. So there is a such thing as drinking too much water. Even though that's very difficult to do in normal circumstances, you can still do that. Um, like I said, don't drink immediately after you're eating. You want to eliminate solids and liquids from your digestive system at least one hour before you go to sleep. Make a clean glass of water the first thing that you do in the morning. Um, most water is going to be filtered by the body, but that is what usually happens with tap or spring or mineral or flavor water as well as juices. The body has to basically work with what you give it. So if you can, get distilled water. Get spring water or spring distilled water. Your body readily uses this with the least amount of effort. And when it comes to maximum hydration, the path of least resistance works the best. Okay? So these are just very basic principles of nutrition. Um, there's a lot more that we can go into and get deeper with it, but I just wanted to give you just a high-level brief overview of nutrition and why that's important because that's going to become the foundation for so much that we talk about in this season. Okay. And this is going to, we're going to pull upon these different ideas as we go forth with, you know, how certain lack of nutrition can cause heart disease, can cause diabetes, can cause stress, can cause depression, all of these things and why that's important. So we're going to definitely get delve more into detail on nutrition, uh, but we just wanted to give a brief foundation upon it so that we can, uh, you know, kind of rearrange our thought processes. A lot of what we just discussed here today um, is not really consistent with what's being taught in, you know, public schools or in society in general. So we want to make sure that we can kind of look through a different lens and then we're going to share more focus in that lens to bring all of these things clearer. Okay. So again, all I wanted to do here was help, you know, give you some health enhancing lifestyle practices. Hopefully you can um, enjoy them. You can learn them, you can use them and you can spread them to other people. Also, as I mentioned in the introduction of this podcast, this has to be interactive. This can only work with you. So we want to make sure that you know that I want to talk to you. I want to hear from you and I want to talk to you and I want to answer your questions. So any questions that you have, please send them to Nasik underscore 21 at yahoo.com. That is N-A-S-I-K underscore 21 at yahoo.com. I will read all of your questions. I will answer your questions in each episode. There's going to be a segment of each subsequent episode that's going to take your questions. And I'm going to speak directly to you and answer those questions so that I can help you. Well, again, I thank each and every one of you for spending time with me, listening to this podcast. Be sure to share it with your friends. Also, be sure to review it um, and give it five stars if you can. Thank you for your time. Until next time, let's help each other. Each one teach one, help one. Peace.